Some thoughts I can't seem to escape. Dancing like an idiot in the kitchen. Barquito de papel. The smell of un morcinco. The smell of a cloth. A little fire inside the washing machine. An angry cashier. A tall building full of Buddhists. Cardamomo. Golden hour. Apparently when I, when I cried in a barber shop. At least I didn't cry the one time I got my ear cut off. Vale la pena hacer una pausa? Sentirse solo es delicioso. Sobre todo cuando tengo que buscar a gente. En la noche con la mesa puesta supuestamente para parálisis y tragedia, tal vez por la costumbre se desenredó la aspiradora. No recibí ninguna dirección sobre lo que se puede hacer ni con quién hacerlo. Otra vez la aspiradora. Lo que parecía un límite se abrió. Entonces escaleras... Una torre de concreto entre árboles, mis estructuras favoritas. De ahí subí por todo lugar cercado con enrejado para bebés, apropiadamente azul pastel. Dentro encontré a alguien poniendo la cúpula en movimiento. Oficialmente estaba en esa ciudad al norte que por lo que me dicen carece de completa identidad a contraste de sus vecinos. Desesperadamente recorrí los estacionamientos buscando a todos los posibles amigos. Una mujer me recibió con tres fósforos de cabeza color morado pegados a un pedazo de cartulina negra. Vacaciones que no pasan, al menos pude alimentar mis ojos a mi recién interés por los autos.
en cuatro días de ser paseado y arreglado por una localidad diseñada para el placer, repleta de arte gestado para ser popular, revigorización sospechosa, proyectitos, comunidad vía desinterés, ensambles de nada. Mi mejor experiencia fue subirme ligeramente ebrio a un coche terriblemente viejo. Sentarme adelante, creo que fue lo cortés, ¿no? Y hablar con mi compañero. Siempre es gozo cuando la gente que monitoreas desaparece por un momento. Recuerdo haber hecho menciones sobre mi interés en los páramos, las delicadas y sinuosas líneas de idiosincrasia y la posibilidad por el detalle en el desierto. Tan aburrido estoy con bebidas que parecen comida y gente insulsa. Me contó sobre alguien que hace mapas, proyecto, y muchas cosas que me gustaría recordar. Nuestro sello fue despedirme de él y una gorra sosa. Go, go, go. Aullido y un pequeño golpe en el brazo. Atrás mis desinteresadas y laboriosas, haciendo una que otra alusión a mi amigo. Al final no me puede caer tan mal, si es la verdad. Look, this is the cellar. It is not finished, nor nice. It is damp. It is old. They say the only toilet in the house back in the late 1800s when it was built was under the stairs. The bathrooms we have now were made out of bedrooms. This is why they are bigger than most. But this is the cellar, no longer a toilet. Behind that old door is Dad's workshop. He builds things in there like bookcases and TV stands. I've seen his old baseball trophies in there. Dad was a carpenter before we were born. We weren't allowed ever in this room. I've only snuck in once or twice. Down the hall is a boarded up room where who knows how you would get in or who knows what is really in there. Here's the room where our dryer is and here is a wall with old wooden sleds leaning against it. But this isn't most interesting. Look behind the furnaces. Do you see a face? A bearded face. It is life size. It is Joseph holding Jesus. A statue put in the cellar by Bubby. He must have gotten it from church. I'm told he put it in the cellar to protect the home so it would not burn down or so bad wouldn't come to us. So Joseph, so Jesus live on in my cellar. Chicago is weird. Outside the library, a man offers me coffee nuts. I am polite, so I say no. Tonight, when on a date with a guy who looks like James Franco, we bring up the B word, binge, let's go. A different date tells me he found the slasher films I was in in college. I panic, he smiles. Here, a story, a little girl's arm, bruised fingerprints from the principal in a closet. I'm alone, it is cold. It is cold in Chicago, but Boston has more snow. My older sister sends me pictures of our home. She says it is an igloo. I want to be in an igloo for my future honeymoon. 
This summer I went to kayak, grew up with a canoe in my backyard, only ever canoed New Hampshire when visiting Uncle Eddie, who wasn't an uncle, just my dad's friend. Snow turns me into a child. On Michigan Avenue, I am crying. I am so happy you are having a good week. Now tell me what you ate, listed so I know. Hoonty Hoonty was a little skeleton who lived under the sink. Whenever we passed by the bathroom, if unoccupied and the door was open, my sisters and I would shake our heads at each other, say, poor Hoonty Hoonty, and move on. Nana Rita's youngest sister died when she was nine from scarlet fever. This is the one time that I know of that our parlor doubled as funeral home. I tried to imagine where in the room a small girl's casket would be placed, how they would arrange the furniture, where the priest would stand, which corners of the room the family must have cried in, where the flowers would go. Since we had no dining room, the kitchen is where we would sit around and eat as kids or carve pumpkins or paint bluebirds in beaches with watercolors. Dad would be sitting in his chair at the table with a stack of newspapers, any newspaper he could get his hands on that day, even ones from New York, ones from outside of Boston. After work, he would sit in his postal uniform and read and tell us girls to go to college because he never could since his dad died young from a heart attack and he the oldest had to help raise his one sister and four brothers. Around the table, Dad would tell us stories about his times in the jungle, how sometimes he found himself surrounded by woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers. Do you remember the old days? Long before the new days, there were old days. He repeats this phrase over and over to himself. There's a large rock in Little River. In low tide, you can see it. In high tide, you have to feel for it. First, put your water shoes on, remember? The rock is to the left right before the marsh grows in, before you hit the river grass. The rock is so big you can stand on it with two feet. It is smooth. If you bend down to look at it through the water, there are periwinkles latched on. Pick one up and smell it. It smells fishy. It's not a fish. Now put it back. There are minnows swimming around the rock, just minnows. Now the crabs are crawling in, but you have no bucket. Remember, you don't always need to pick things up or put them in other places. She sometimes went in the water. She wore a blue and green suit with a built-in skirt. She looked like anything that was light. If a flower had bones, she would have been one. Her water shoes were adult, and when she lowered herself into the river, she would float on her back in one spot and without boogie boards, we'd float around her. Remember, this is a blanket night. If your stockings have rips, change them, stand up straight. Wear your hair up so you can show off your face. If there's lightning outside, don't go outside. If the current is too strong, stay on the sand. Whisper your prayers. Drink Manhattan straight up. Keep plants and name them. It is okay to experience pain. I see your face now. I will pull you in and kiss your cheek. The 
bulkhead cellar doors are wide, open them, there are stairs, the floor is rocks, river flooded, the cellar is flooded, there are the cottage bikes on one side, there are the boogie boards, everything is wet, a norista maybe outside, go outside, there are branches on the ground, sea wind coming, are you thinking that the trees may fall? It was evening, it was morning, it was a blizzard and the trees fell down. She didn't like it when the trees fell down. She lit the fireplace, we sat around. We didn't have a fireplace back home. It snowed. We told her she still had trees, they were all around the cottage. It was a blizzard. There was wind. Trees fell down. Us girls went outside and on neon snowsuits and posed for pictures next to the toppled trees. She didn't like it when the trees fell down. Wade slipped, the river mostly long, summer clouds crawled, we caught crabs in buckets, the color red, full under rocks, go, the bridge, the ocean, little river, swim back, little bodies, up, down, limp, see our arms flop, no bones, built like, see the large rock, hide in high tide, the marsh grows green, the river has hair, look, the sky is there, and now there. Nana Rita comes to me in dreams sometimes, and I think she knows better to not be a ghost. Once in a dream, we were sitting next to each other holding hands, and she opened her mouth, and a gold coin was inside. In the most recent dream, I was in her cottage needing to sleep and almost slept in her old bedroom, but then turned around, and I ended up sleeping on a bed on her front porch, and she was suddenly there, on the bed, awake, under a blanket similar to a sleeping bag, and I zipped her in so she could be warm. The dream ended with me noticing she was dying and I knew I had to save her, so I picked her little body up, put her on my back, and we ran fast as everything in the dream turned white. Sabemos que tienes ganas, very much so, but I reject my own desire. I feel like today I am pursuing a state of place, not a place of state, of what I felt my mission is to bleed out the world. Yes, violence, but only a cosmic one, not a humane one. I swear I'm not trying to be pretentious. It's just something deeper than tissue. If we are to talk about what I cannot be, I am apparently enamored with atonement, if I want to be with thee. With swinging ropes and casting away pleased with oneself's. It is so much trouble to speak exactly while colloquy behaves brusely. I feel betrayed by virtue. I feel loved by clamor. I feel mated to dialectics. I feel love for nothing. Proper nothing. Again, I'm trying to be. Mejor. This is a situation as expected. 
This is not a situation as expected. Oh lovely, let me tell you something about becoming a rubber stamp. The opposite of obvious is interesting. Very nice feelings on the road. Not only an exercise of self-validation, of characterization, but I get to tune in once again to what started this all. Yes, this glory that has already happened, right, Esther? Well, yes, however, as I've stated, I'm not one to impede suicide. So how about me tuning in to the brainwashed and pitiful, but dreading to tune in to my familiars? I'm in fact. Exercise on storytelling. I was just walking to a newly opened and very general store. I wanted to get a couple of those drinks I criticized earlier today. I needed to buy some matches, continue my fericicicicip. I also wanted to sneak a smoke in. When there it was, a doomsayer, and me, the savant seer. I just said something while we walked parallel, something like, I am quite jealous of your traveling. And I felt like she might just unwound a little. There is a power to distraction and there is a power to focus. Like when it reconfigured and my attention went to a distracted friend, a strange house integral to a river, a parking lot where it felt like a mid-cute between me and the lady sitting at the helm of a bus might happen. And then, finding another one of those, but choosing to indulge in horribly uncontrollable discharges. Run, hippie, run. I'm starting to like a basement. <laughs> 